All right, so I'm excited for this tonight. I know we've got a, a slim room tonight. We knew we had a number of families out of town, um, but we are recording this for those who are gone um, and not be able to be here. But uh, one of the things I love to do the most, honestly, is to share stories. Um, they tend to be kind of that universal connector where teaching types that sometimes we can kind of get lost at 10,000 feet and get really excited about ideas and theology and philosophy and um, but there's something about stories that seems to just kind of cut through all of that and speak universally to the human heart. And so uh, I get to invite up, um, this is why we have the panel here, four of my favorite people that have been on this journey with us now for a while. So uh, Andrew and Peyton Turner, you guys can come on up, up here. Uh, Mark, Christina, come on up here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a bit of a round table. Am I going to fight over the issues here? Or... <laughs> I'm just doing it. <laughs> yeah, let's put the ladies up. Oh, hi. All right. Uh, I didn't mean to micromanage. No, 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 that's, that's totally fair. You cool with that? Yes. I Elevate the ladies. Make the men sit lower. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Before we jump into what this is, what you guys are up to, first of all, would you each of you give us like a 30-second who you are, what you do, just for those who don't know. That sound good? Yeah. Martin, starting to lead us off. Yeah, uh, good. Uh, I think I know everyone in this room, or at least have, we've met and spoken uh, at some point. But yeah, I'm uh, Mark Bashong. Uh Yeah, I came to Commonwealth last summer, uh, and it's been great ever since. Um, I don't know where you want me to go with this, but uh, I'm not from Knoxville. I grew up in Maryland. I went to grad school here at UT, uh, actually left in 2019 and then ended up co coming back to Knoxville just because I thought there was something about Knoxville that I liked. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of about it. What do you do for work? Yeah, I work uh, a finance gig for uh, a defense contractor. So if anyone's interested in that. Happy to, <laughs> happy to talk to them about that. Um, but yeah. He cooks the books for DOD. <laughs> um, I'm Christina, and I, as Aaron put it the other day, am an original mm -hmm. of Commonwealth. No G. OG. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but I am a nutrition coach online. I work with people who struggle with disordered eating and those who want to manage their weight. And um, what else was I supposed to say? Is that just that's everything. That's, that's what I do, yeah. I think that's it. I've been in Knoxville for a while, but yeah. All right, I'm Andrew Turner. Um, I'm an electrical engineer. I work in the construction industry, building buildings and stuff. Um, I have been in Knoxville for like 15 years, basically. Um, so I call it home. Um, we joined Commonwealth late 2019, 2019 or early 2020, one of those times. Yep. So not quite OG, but. Not quite OG. Somewhat after. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm Peyton, and I'm a dietitian, so I have a private practice. Uh, I take insurance, primary, I mean, I do self-pay too, but primarily insurance-based practice, and all from home now, officially. Thank you, COVID. One good thing. <laughs> so, that's pretty much it. And then I've been, I was born here in Knoxville, been around the same 
area other than like going away to college, like within the same good two mile radius yeah. like yeah literally so knoxville through and through <laughs> all right so all of you have been a part of commonwealth for a while would you share just a little bit like what was it like coming into the community i mean i think we met first time we were hanging out was residency right like most of the time mm -hmm. like maybe we saw each other in person and mm -hmm. then it was online yeah. residency while everything was frozen yep yeah so we joined and it was like, I mean, we probably met two or three times before COVID happened and it was, you know, it was done. Um, but yeah, then we went through residency and I mean, I guess the process of going through that and joining Commonwealth and having all those discussions was the, the whole process of like becoming unchurched, I guess is like the, the term. Um, and, you know, trying to figure out like what our context was, like, what were we doing? Like, how are we going to like take the concepts that we learned from Commonwealth and implant into our daily life? And yeah. what was that journey like? How was it coming in? Do you want me to do the garden story, or do you, or you want to say that for later? <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. Um, is yeah. So I mean, it took a little bit because like both of us went, you know, did the whole Sunday church thing and like kind of checked it off the box and like that was it. That was kind of like what we did. And then we came here. Aaron blew all that up, and then yeah. we just like reevaluated <laughs> our whole life. Um, one of the exercises that Aaron had us do was, you know, draw a little map of the houses around you on a piece of paper and write down the names of the people that you know. What are the names of the people in those houses? And I don't think we knew and anybody. we were they was super embarrassing. We probably knew like one <laughs> of the like you know ten people around us. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, this has to change. Like we need to figure out a way to meet these people, and you know what would be like an organic way to do that. And so we tried to figure out something that you know we were kind of already doing, and how can we use that to to reach out to our neighbors? And so we like to be outside. We work in the yard all the time. We were going to grow a garden, so naturally we were like, well, let's just grow a bunch of veggies and we can take, you know, a tomato over to somebody and say, hey, we have an extra, you know, we grew some tomatoes. Do you want some? By the way, I'm Andrew, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of have it as the icebreaker. Um, so we planted a garden. Nothing grew. Nothing grew. <laughs> um, not one thing, I don't think, that year. <laughs> not one thing, not even a sprout. Um, so that was super discouraging <laughs> to say the least, because our neighborhood is at the time was pretty closed off. A lot of like hermits, you know, you drive in the garage door shuts, you never see them again. Um, and so I'd say a lot of like the first couple years of Commonwealth was wrestling with, you know, what is our context? Like we want it to be our neighborhood, but man, it's tough to like reach these people. Um, and wrestling with the fact of like is this is this big enough to be our con context like are we is this enough for our context like we were we were wrestling with all those um those questions um yeah that's a good explanation yeah <clears throat> i think for me it's slightly different like <clears throat> i had worked in like full-time ministry so i was like surrounded by christians all the time and I absolutely hated it when I first joined Commonwealth. I just like, was always around Christians. And not that like Christians are, you know, you know what I mean by that, hopefully. If not, let's talk afterwards. But um, it was just like very draining for me. So when we did the APEST exercise, like 
discovering I was Evangelist Shepherd, I was like, oh, this is why. Like, I'm just not around lost people and not around people who are just, like, trying to figure it out. Just, like, around people who think they have it all figured out. And it's really challenging for me. And then carrying the tension of, like, being a single person before I met Mark. And there were only three singles of, like, original Commonwealth. And I think something I have always struggled with in the church is just, like, how forgotten you feel as a single person. And I was like, all right, let's see if this is any different. And just, like, putting myself out there a lot with, like, the residency and with a, a microchurch and... I think that was my biggest tension at the beginning because, you know, one of the values is like no one alone. And I think that was like always my question when we would have people come speak like, okay, how do singles do this? Like, what does that look like? Because I see like couples doing it. I see families doing it. But like, what about us? And so that was like the big tension for me figuring it out. Um, So getting to be a part of the residency, getting to be a part of an MC early on was like, probably the reason that I stayed as long as I did because it's just um, really draining to feel like you have to remind people that yeah I think that you're like remember like singles don't have that natural end point I think as easily but um, yeah that's sort of been like the big tension for me but figuring out context was also really hard in that sense because um, after leaving the ministry I worked for I worked at a gym and it's like just like struggling with okay is it like the gym members is it my coworkers? like I live with my sister in a neighborhood but it didn't feel permanent enough to make a lot of effort in my neighborhood but um my plan was always to come to South Knoxville and like just be more a part of things here but still live out west and yeah so I I had a, a I would say several different contexts over the last few years and it's been um, interesting in that sense, but yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, for me quickly. So I, uh, out of everyone here, I've been a, a part of Commonwealth, uh, the least amount of time. Um, but yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly my life has changed for sure. Since I've, since kind of being associated with, with Commonwealth for me, uh, yeah, I moved around a bunch in my life, like pretty much every two years, just always searching for like that next adventure. Um, and then that kind of culminated with me leaving Knoxville, going back to Los Angeles, California, and then kind of COVID messing that all up and then coming back here and trying to, I guess, settle down. And I was at pretty, pretty much at like a kind of an identity crisis, right? I like didn't like really didn't know what was next. I had all these grand plans of the next adventure, um, going back to school, moving back to Southern California, uh, or going back and working for the government again, because uh, that's what kind of gave me some meaning. But uh, yeah, I came back to Knoxville, got plugged in at first with Cedar Springs, um, which I'm super fortunate for. And then through Christina um, to Commonwealth, and it's been, it's been amazing because it's really what, you know, what I've heard from God is like, this is the next adventure. Like this is the lifelong adventure that I'm inviting you into. And so that's been extremely powerful for me. Yeah. (laughs) So could you guys just speak to how you found each other? 
and what you're stepping into now? Yeah. So, yeah, for us, like Christina kind of alluded to, um, I guess at first it was kind of a, a geographic thing. Well, we were all part of a microchurch um, before we kind of stepped out on our own. But certainly we just started connecting because we just happened to kind of like live near each other. <laughs> and we're kind of, uh, you know, somewhat in the same life situation. And then, um, yeah, we got to know each other through, intera- through our interactions in uh, the microchurch that we belong to. Um, and then, yeah, really just as simple as like Peyton saying one day, hey, would you, like, would you guys like to go like grab dinner and kind of like just, just talk and get to know each other? You know, yeah. Add anything yeah, I mean, I would just say we were it, in West Knox. There wasn't as many people, so I think a lot of it just came from us feeling a little outside, isolated, <laughs> isolated. Um, just because it's harder. I mean, it's easier to hang out with people when they're closer by. That's just kind of how it works in adult life. So um, I think it was just purely we were like, hey, you guys live close. You're also kind of cool. Like, how about we do this? And then we met like at dinner, and kinda. it just kind of. <laughs> And then we met at dinner, and I feel like it was just kind of like an immediate, like, this is this is something. I don't know what it is, but we all got, like, really excited about stuff and got on the same page pretty quickly. So that was interesting. Yeah, I think that <clears throat> that dinner was definitely, like, looking back on it now, like, that dinner, like, God was for sure present because, I mean, we were just starting to get to know each other. And for whatever reason, we dove into a conversation of, like, what do you guys want? Like, what are your dreams in life? And it's like, I don't know. And so Nothing we, big. Just yeah. We're just, so, um, yeah, I think, the, you know, that the, starting from that dinner was like when we started to get to know each other. Yeah, yeah I definitely resisted an MC in West Knoxville because my plan was always to come here. And they like I already knew they were wanting to start one out west. And I was like, yeah, good luck. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, excited for you, but that's not for me. So I think God had to do some work on me personally because I just wanted to be here. So, but I'm glad that it's worked out. Like, you know, sure, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I know that. But, but yeah, I think that's a, a big piece that I, I have to reflect on is like, you know, I really was not open to it for a long time because we were part of the same MC in South Knoxville driving 30 minutes, whatever, like most of the time um, for over a year. So, I was not open to it, I confess, but I am. <laughs> That's great. Well, what's fun for me is when we began, so Christina ended up joining our microchurch. Um, at that time, your context was your gym that you really were being intentional in and pressing into relationships. And we're just like, you live so far away. But also, we know it's like, it's not good to be alone. So why don't you just come like journey with us for a season, get a taste for kind of microchurch life and what it can look like and then we'll start praying into God bringing partners you know and we were thinking that Jim at the time um, I didn't know you're hatching a plan to move to South Knoxville behind the scenes um, but then something similar with you guys right like we, I know you felt a heart calling for your neighborhood in West Knoxville um, and we didn't have a lot of people in that area so it's like hey come journey with us for a season and to find see you guys begin to connect and God just kind of like orchestrate this thing has been been really really cool to see so tell us about what what in the world are we looking at what is common soil what's happening okay what's a dream (laughs) like take it away um so kind of like circling back to that dinner when we were talking about our dreams and everything 
everyone kind of just, you know, shared random stuff. And then Peyton was being the dietitian. She, she said that she had been on her heart for a long time that she would want to start a community garden. And so naturally, I mean, it was crazy. All, all of us were just like, let's do a community garden. <laughs> like that, that was kind of the genesis was it just kind of clicked with everyone. Like, yeah, this sounds like something that, you know, I could become like super passionate about. And, you know, I feel like there's some, there's a calling there. And so that's kind of what common soil is, or we hope that it becomes is um, a, a community garden. Um, anybody else? I don't know how far. Yeah. So that's definitely um, our, maybe a goal of ours, right? To have a physical place uh, that we can invite people into um, and just, yeah, grow stuff and hang out and just kind of ha- just have like, you know, again, a, a place that's kind of welcoming for all. Um, but we recognize it's a long journey to, to get there. Um, we don't have any land right now. Really just, we just have our homes. Um, and so in the meantime, you know, this microchurch kind of continues, right? And so we've kind of carved out uh, really some intentional time with our neighborhood. And like I could go on, but if anyone wants to jump in on that, yeah. So no, no worries. Yeah. So well, you, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go Walk to the us next. through like some of the behind oh, yeah. the scenes thinking, dreaming. Yeah. Because I feel like you're downplaying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you're downplaying a little bit <laughs> how much thought and work has gone into this. Okay. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. So we started probably like regularly meeting at the beginning of this year. Um, twice a week for the past you know whatever five months it's been twice a week every i mean week. sorry every other week yeah, uh, twice a week. yeah we've been there so long. <laughs> nobody got took us three weeks to get the vision <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah so we kind of knew this was kind of our vision we knew that we wanted this you know we, we knew that this was kind of growing into an mc we talked to aaron about it you know he he kind of helped coach us up and kind of point us in this in this direction I have a feeling you had been waiting for this for like months and months for this to kind of like come together in whatever form is going to be. Um, so yeah, so he gave us some, you know, some stuff to help us out, some, you know, packets and things to kind of look through and work through. And that's basically what we've been doing is kind of praying into this. Like, what do we want it to look like? Um, what are our, like, what are our immediate, um, like wants and dreams and what are our, like, like what are we seeing like five years down the road and just kind of like working through how we're all like thinking about it, how we all want it to, uh, I don't know how we want it to be organized and feel and everything like that. And so in the meantime, it's been, I feel like a lot of admin work. Um, we've just kind of been going through the, that paperwork and doing things like vision statement, mission statement, trying to get a clear goal of like what exactly are we trying to do here? Yeah, I'll say something that I feel like solidified or helped us, or at least helped me. I don't know about everybody, but I think during this process, like um, they were talking about, you know, they were thinking about, you know, do we want to be in South Knox? Where do we want to be? They were house hunting during a portion of the, or, uh, Mark particularly was house hunting during a portion of this. And, you know, they ended up, he ended up buying a house two doors down from us. <laughs> so that, to I mean, to me, I had just been, you know, 
Andrew was like, we're going to stay in West Knox forever. I had kind of questioned the South Knox thing. So I think something there was just kind of like, okay, well, our neighborhood's clearly where we're like needing to start this, but we're all on the same journey for like a long-term like plot of land somewhere doing a community garden. But that really helped us kind of get our feet on the ground and start running where we were. We started, like, we had a new neighbor move in directly between us. Um, I think it was a couple weeks before Mark moved in. So we made them like a welcome basket and we've talked to them a few times. We've somehow caught base with a bunch of other neighbors in the process too and they freaking meet everybody so fast i'm like it took us like three years to meet like two neighbors and they met like way more immediately which is great i mean i'm happy but also a little just <laughs> little just questioning god yeah. what he was doing in my life and no, i'm just kidding um but yeah so i think that's something that was very a big god piece in this um at least for me and i'm sure for them too yeah. Well, we both work from home. I work at his house, too, so I think that's an element where it's, like, just to break up the day, we'll just, like, walk in the neighborhood and, like, pray for people, and, like, sometimes other people are walking also, and some people will wave and some people will not. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just, like, different times of the day we're just outside or, like, he'll, like, pretend to look at the mail and just, like, when neighbors are outside, like, strategically, like, I'm going to go. I mean, he's actually checking his mail, but anyway um waiting for those like strategic moments in a way but also like just being open and and trying not to be that I think it's something we talked about early on in Commonwealth like don't be that neighbor who just like goes in your house closes the garage and doesn't speak to anybody have like a little bit of margin where you can strike up a short conversation with someone and like have a lot of those moments um without forcing it because I I think that's my struggle is like I try to like 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 looking for people and like okay <laughs> and like maybe I, I think one of the early on things ideas it's good yes. that we're all together that I had was like we'll make welcome baskets for everybody around even though Mark said everybody in the neighborhood specifically yeah. <laughs> or maybe they're just like, on this side no, of the neighborhood that's, that's like a little too it's like 50 50 baskets <laughs> <laughs> but it was and you guys are a little overly excited but but anyway like it's that's part of but it yeah, too. Just as far as thought process, I think there are like are the phase things in here. Yeah, yeah. So Go maybe like one. we can maybe speak to. Okay, next or if one. I need, Go yeah. back, actually. Okay, go back. I think they might have. Oh not yeah. Back. Who knows where we are? Keep going. Phase one. No phase zero. zero. Forgot we did a zero. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So these come directly out of the. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things they they've done is they've actually worked through the microchurch handbook, yeah. and so that's where these this phase language comes from. So. Yeah, exactly. And like, maybe to, to kind of speak to a little bit of this. Um, yeah, the first thing was on there was just like meeting with each other. Right. And that was just to like build our relationship up. Right. And just being intentional about that. Um, and it was before I even, you know, moved. Um, and then, yeah, what else? At I the know, same time, like a friend of mine sent me the NPR NPR article that Chris Battle was in mm-hmm. and then Isaac was in and we were like what the heck we know that guy <laughs> and then we like started connecting with Isaac about volunteering with Battlefield and we're like okay someone who's literally doing this already yeah. um, maybe like with different end goals in mind but just this very similar heart and like has been successful and and then we found out Isaac was like very involved so we just started going there and just like moving dirt and early on in January when like not a whole lot is going on, but a lot of like things need to happen to make the garden ready. So even just getting that hands-on experience, I think has been really helpful 
just to see like what goes into it um so yeah in the beginning it was definitely like okay there's a lot of logistics and things to go like going on in order to actually get a piece of land and like start a community garden and like what does that even look like do we get a nonprofit? like how do we even get the land who pays for it so there's like a million questions there so it was kind of like what are we going to do right now and so that's when we got connected to Battlefield Farms, which is, you know, a community garden in East Knoxville. Um, and then also, like, what can we do, you know, just, like, immediately around <laughs> us? And that's kind of when, I mean, we've, we've been working on our neighborhood for a while, but with them moving in, it's like, okay, it seems natural that our neighborhood is, like, the first, like, that's our first mission field, like, primarily right now is while we're working towards trying to, like, have you know the piece of land with the garden and all that stuff like what can we do in the meantime and that's where we're kind of like trying to put a lot of energy into our neighborhood yeah so i think this phase yeah was certainly i think maybe what we'll notice is like a lot of learning a lot of like just getting to know each other maybe identifying that context and then yeah that that packet um that was given out on mc night supplemented by maybe some other stuff from places like Tampa Underground was has been great, right? Just like really pulling out um, kind of what's on our hearts and what we think God has for us out there. Um, and then certainly we are pursuing, because <laughs> we kind of don't know what's going on, pursuing some coaching uh, from, Aaron, <laughs> yeah. from, from Still Aaron a lot of questions, still a ton yeah, of questions. As you, can, as you can tell. And then the next, right, like which we're probably still in if we go like flip one could you go one yeah so so maybe this is probably a few months ago now it's kind of we're thinking about taking like incremental actions and and really it's started with you guys just making welcome baskets um i think i think really what i don't know comes to mind for me is like again even though maybe a garden, a physical place is like the dream. Like we wanted to, I think we all wanted to like be on the scene immediately. Um, and that scene is the neighborhood. And so, yeah, kind of taking like incremental actions here. Um, and yeah, still, still doing this, right? But on the other ones, we've planned out uh, maybe some, a few more. There's so many steps, right? Yeah. Uh, What's the, if we can flip one more. Yeah. So already Yeah. So maybe, and I don't even know if we can put a timeline on this, but yeah, it's yeah. just arbitrary just to have the month on there. Really, like, yeah. who knows when just it's going to happen? Right. Exactly. But you know, just expand further into the into the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> see who else wants to journey with us. Um, and yeah, to be clear none of us are like master gardeners or anything so we don't really know what we're doing i mean our garden failed the first our year and that was like two years year. ago so yeah. last year we had like Not a really million sure cucumbers uh, yeah that's true. we got cucumbers yeah. down we cucumbers did. are down and basil we got that so we're still like you know even learning how to garden which is you know we want to start a community garden we barely know how to do it like the fundamental portion of it so mm. that's kind of what we're like with this is like okay, what, what do we know how to grow? Like, you know, how can we possibly, you know, make this possible in like the, in like the lowest minimum possible way. Um, and also like learning how to use that to connect with others. Like 
I don't know what are what are what's the best way what are the most common vegetables that we can grow to and put together like different things like that um moving our garden beds to the front of the front of the of our house so that as people are walking by you know we can be out there and it's like a natural thing to like oh you want a jalapeno here <laughs> you know <laughs> that kind of thing so like learning like the small things that you know could hopefully be useful later on those spicy interactions yeah, yeah. Right. you got it <laughs> Yeah, but that's, you know, in a nutshell, kind of where, where we're at currently, and we're trying to figure it out, and there's a lot of planning, and then... Uh, there's a lot of specific things that have happened, sorry to cut you off, too, like, um, like, first, like, Peyton was the one who, like, sort of had this original plan, but then, like, the neighborhood itself is suddenly wanting to put on events for the neighborhood, like, oh, we're going to have food trucks, we're going to have this, like, let us know who you are, and how you're connected, there's a Facebook group, and... Um, even just walking around, there's a ton of people with raised beds in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, there's one guy who has 40 blueberry bushes. And so there's, like, some people who are kind of already naturally into it, I think, that will, like, naturally lend itself to some good conversations. Like, would you like to give us one of your blueberry bushes? Probably not. It's going to be a no. <laughs> she loves his blueberry yeah. bushes. <laughs> uh, blueberry mark. Yes. 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 We have to specify the marks so, in the neighborhood. <laughs> um, so, yeah, and, like, even walking around um, and just, like, trying to notice things about the neighborhood, I think, has been really, has, like, kept the momentum going. Mm -hmm. And summertime, it makes it a lot easier. You know, yeah, people are true. outside, it's like, like it's a perfect time to just walk around and just, like, try and grab people when they're mowing their lawn or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I think that's that's yeah. Kind of the thought process there. Yeah. Well, one of the things I love about your guys' journey is how much how honest and vulnerable you are about how much you don't know. Like and have like at every phase of the way. But it's felt like like when you take that first step of obedience and faithfulness to what you sense God calling you to do, <coughs> like some of those pieces start to fall together and then it's the next step and the next step and the next step. And even just hearing some of the connections from, you know, when you were trying to figure out, Christina, like your context in West Knoxville and being intentional in other spaces. And then when that fell out or life circumstances changed, it's like, was that a huge waste of time? And how God has brought some of those relationships like full circle now, reconnecting you back with them as you guys pressed into this, this new venture together. Yeah, two of Mark's neighbors their neighbors are people that I met previously when I worked at the gym. And I was like, I'll, I'll never speak to these people again. You know, like when you leave the gym and um, they're part of the local Muslim community and it's like just having like random connections. I'm like, I know those people. Do you know those people? Oh yeah, I remember you. We were all masked up. So like, don't remember seeing what you actually look like, but now we're getting to. And um, then his next door neighbor is, someone who I worked with the gym like works with her now so just like weird connections like that like I don't ever have that experience in Knoxville I know a lot of people do but like I don't like see people I know very frequently until recently and now I'm like dang this is weird um so yeah I think it's it's just understanding like seeds that are sown like you know pun intended like in previous <laughs> like contexts um I don't think anything is wasted you know, and 
I very much felt that. I was like, what the heck was I doing? Like, oh, now I got to start from square one again. And now those connections are kind of happening again, which is cool. I love that. So I have got like three other questions I could ask you, but I know we got to keep moving. Um, <laughs> so we'll treat this as like part one and circle back a little for, bit further down the road. Um, how can we as a community like best be supporting and praying for what you're doing like for you in this next season? I mean, tangibly, the biggest thing is, the biggest question mark is how do we get like a piece of land that we can actually start working with? Mm -hmm. um, on, the, on the more like spiritual side, I mean, it's continuing to try and, you know, help us stay connected to what God is like leading us into and not just getting caught up in like, this idea sounds cool because this is what I want to do. And, you know, just running with that, but also staying like, okay, like the core purpose of like why we're doing it. And like, how does Jesus's kingdom like wrap into all of this? Yeah, I think that's said differently. Like kind of <clears throat> keeping in step with the spirit is my big prayer for us because I get excited very easily and I'm like, oh, I'm going to enroll at UT like in the fall and like take a gardening <laughs> course. And <clears throat> they're kind of like, okay, calm down. Like not getting we'll like, talk to you next yeah, week. <laughs> not too far ahead of like what God is doing, but also like not doing anything and not being willing to step into uncomfortable things. I think just like being really connected to the spirit. So we know like we're in step with him and not just like doing our own thing because we're excited or being lazy or lack of like being willing to step in uncomfortable situations um because we're tired or mm -hmm. whatever and um also just having more divine moments with with neighbors mm -hmm. i think is a big prayer yeah that's a big one and then i think what a lot of what i think about is like just even though sometimes even though we could say like we've got a ton of stuff going on you know we just want to, um, yeah, put living on mission as a priority. Um, even though, you know, <laughs> everyone's inundated with work and whatever else. So, yeah. Well, we want to do a couple things. One, um, I would love for us to pray over you guys and this, this venture that you're stepping into. Um, and that's one of the nice things about having a slimmer room is we can all do that. So... Um, hard to do that in a big auditorium and involve everybody in active ways. Comes a fire hazard really quickly. <laughs> we don't have that problem. Um, the other thing we want to do, Charlie, do you? So one, one of the things that uh, we want to do is something that we've been talking about for a while. And I don't know if you have ever talked about this before we merge. But um, we want to, to uh, release a large part of Commonwealth's budget to our microchurches and allow for microchurches to, in a way, like apply for grants um, to, to do things uh, in their community or whatever to, to further their vision. Uh, this was your application process, let's say. And we're going to gift you guys $1,000 wow. um, oh. oh. So how, how you'll get that, we're not going to just write. We can't just write. We don't have a big check. But, I wish we did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. So, we're not so gonna it's going to be 800 Wow. We can talk about that, submit receipts, stuff like that. But anything wow. towards what you're doing with Common Soil, 
I want to bless you uh, with that thousand dollars. And this kind of kicks off our our microchurch fund. Uh, so as we start new microchurches or microchurches are put, pressing into new initiatives, whatever it might be, there will be a process to uh, right now. The process is let us know. Uh, <laughs> there will be a process to to uh, access that. And, and really what that is like Commonwealth, our budget, everything that we have, it's like a common purse. I mean, it's it's for you all and the work that you're doing in the communities um, as we go into our next fiscal year uh, we're really going to be taking some pretty drastic steps in order to to allocate more of our budget towards what's happening outside of this room and in the community mm. all right awesome. so, so more to come wow. but uh, we wanted to kick things off with you all so thank you wow. that's yeah. one prayer answer right there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, i was not going to buy you land yeah I mean, i'm like i don't know what kind of land you're looking at yeah, so um, let's do this. Since there's not a lot of us, let's just circle up around them, lay hands on them, uh, spend a few